Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Airstream Chronicles podcast. Today is January 15th, 2019, and I'm the show host, Rich Sharpentier. As always, thanks for stopping by and hanging out for a little bit, and I have to apologize. I totally, totally forgot about the podcast yesterday on Monday. Completely slipped my mind, and I realized this morning, hey, yeah, it's Tuesday. It's not Monday. So talk about talk about a strange one. Sometimes you just... Uh, get rolling with the day and and you forget some things. So I forget the podcast. So I wanted to talk to you today. Today is Tech Talk Tuesday and boy, a lot of stuff happened at CES. And um, one of the things that came out at CES was the new uh, drone controller from DJI, Um, their new higher end controller. Looks very interesting. It's got a built-in screen, but it left me wondering about a couple of things. Like number one, so I've recently been doing more tutorial uh, and instructional information over on my YouTube channel regarding Ground Station Pro. That's a DJI application that runs on iOS only, and it runs on iPads only. So a very niche market. And now the new DJI uh, Pro controller, which is a little over $600, has a built-in screen, so you don't need your iPad or your iPhone. Apparently it runs on the Android operating system, and as I said, the DJI Ground Station Pro is iOS only, and it's iPad specific. So I'm really wondering, is DJI moving away from their Ground Station Pro uh, application, or are they going to continue doing something with it? So I'm going to do something longer on that in the near future once I do a little more research. But today's big topic, I wanted to talk to you about color and monitors. And since this is a podcast, we can only do the sound of color. We can't actually show color. Now, now that I've gotten the, um, the new studio set up and we're almost all settled in, um, and I'm using that as part of my excuse for missing yesterday's podcast. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, now that we're all settled in, my, uh, my friend Don had a spare monitor um, that he donated over here, dropped it by yesterday. Uh, very nice monitor. It's a little larger, so a little more screen space to do my work on, so I appreciated that. But um, it is really weird. It's a ViewSonic, and the color on it is very strange, and the color setups on it is very strange. So I had a tough time last night. Still not satisfied where the color space is compared to looking at the iMac. And breaking out my old MacBook Pro um, that I recently did the uh, solid-state drive upgrade to, which has breathed new life into that computer. That computer's monitor, that little 13-inch monitor, is comparable to the colors that I'm seeing on the iMac. And what's really interesting is I cannot achieve the same colors on this particular ViewSonic. There's only so much you can do with it. So the monitor itself has multiple modes. When you go in to set up for color, it's got gaming modes one through three, and it's got web mode, and all of these different color modes really don't mean much to me. And it's brought me back to a thing that's always concerned me and was a big, big pain in my side when when I was co-owner of a gallery in Prescott and I was doing print reproduction for people. And that's... um. What color is the right color? And I'm not just talking about color space, the technical stuff uh, with sRGB, which is red, green, blue, and an industry standard, and Adobe RGB. 
I'm, I'm talking about the monitors themselves, the printers. So um, my printer was calibrated to where it matched the monitors that I was using, the apples that I was using at the time. But with all the new monitors that have come out and um, all the new televisions that have come out, you know, we've got all these four, you know, HD and 4K and everything. One thing that's always concerned me is that when someone's looking at my website or my digital work, if they're going through my portfolio, it might not look the same as it looks to me on my monitor. And yesterday's experiment with the ViewSonic monitor proved to me that um, I certainly would not want to edit images on that monitor. The color was so far off um, from my iMac, and my iMac is very close to the print quality that I've always printed with. So as we get more and more monitors out there with more and more options for this kind of gaming mode, that kind of gaming mode, watching movies, watching TV, uh, browsing the web, these were all the settings in this ViewSonic, it left me wondering, you know, what does my website look like to you? So when you stop by azdrone.net or when you stop by rlcdesign.net, are you seeing what I intended you to see? And the answer is probably no, unless you're running the same equipment as me. And if you've gone in and set up your monitor for movie mode or web mode or gaming mode, um, the, the contrast, uh, the blacks, the highlights, everything gets changed with each of these modes. So while I am presenting my best edit that I can when I'm putting stuff up in a portfolio, let's say, or when we're creating images to supply to realtors for their MLS listings, um, what are they seeing? Or, you know, so I go through, I do my edits, but if they're using a non-color calibrated monitor, if they've got a monitor in a strange mode because it's easier on their eyes, whatever it is, what they see in my edits or in my original raw images, um, what shows up on their screen might not show up on my screen. So I've, I've wondered for years, you know, where's that standard? Where's that industry standard for an accurate color space for viewing on monitors across the board? So that when I think I've created a masterpiece and I put it online and you've got some crazy settings, crazy color settings on your monitor, you're probably not seeing what I intended you to see. And you might sit down and go, oh, this guy's a bad photographer. And you might be going through lots of people's websites going, oh, that's terrible, that's horrible, or that's great. And when you get to that great one, you and the person who has the great one, you might be using the same monitors or the same strange color profiles that come with all these new monitors. So how, how, do, we, um, how do we get everyone seeing the same colors? I, I don't think we do. Since all these different types of monitors are put out for different reasons and different purposes, um, I don't think that we're ever going to communicate color effectively in the digital world to where we're all seeing the same thing. And that's, that's really unfortunate. I remember years ago, I had, a, I had a regular reader on the Airstream Chronicles website um, say to me that uh, my images were pretty heavily contrasted uh, from their perspective. And um, they, they had made mention of that, and they had come into the gallery, and they'd seen the prints, and they're like, wow, this is so different from what I'm seeing on your website. 
So I pulled up uh, I pulled up my same website on uh, on an iMac that I had in the office with an external with a, an additional um, Macintosh flat screen monitor. Remember those? And um, the gentleman said to me, he said, "Oh, it doesn't look like that on my monitor. Oh, it looks so much better here." So trying to sell digital images, trying to sell people on your portfolio might actually be uh, being made more difficult because of the fact you're editing on one thing, somebody else is viewing on another thing, and there's not a standard. People, you know, when people break out their monitors or their TVs after they've gone to Best Buy, they usually throw it on a table or on a desk and they just start working with it. Or they go into these pre-programmed modes and these pre-programmed modes might be great for your favorite first-person shooter video game, but might do a huge disservice to images on websites um, spanning the globe. So what are your thoughts about color management? Have you ever given it any thought? Has it been something that's crossed your mind, or is this the first time you're hearing about it on this podcast? I'd love to hear from you. You can drop me a note at rich at rlcdesign.net. That's rich at rlcdesign.net. And if you're listening in on this podcast through the Anchor FM app, you can leave me up to a one-minute audio message, and we can play that message in one of the upcoming podcasts and get your questions answered or start a conversation about, does color management matter? Do you really care? You know, when you're watching your uh, Sunday afternoon football Um, does it matter to you if it's not exactly color accurate and not representative of the image and video quality that the, um, that the sports station that you're watching was intending for? What do you think about that? And once again, have you ever thought about it? So yesterday having that, uh, ViewSonic near my iMac, it was actually stressful to my eyes because there was such a color and contrast difference. So I'll be playing with that more today to see if I can get it even close or if this monitor is going to actually be lost on me. So one other thing I can say for all of my complaints over the past few months about the direction Apple is going in, I have to say I'm still very satisfied with the color quality of the um, screens on their laptops and on their monitors and on their iPhones and iPads. Because across the board, when I look at an image that I've edited on my iMac, and I look at it on my iPad, and I look at it on my iPhone, and I look at it on my MacBook Pro, guess what? The color quality looks the same across the board. It's only when I plug in these external monitors that I can't fully calibrate, and I do have tools for calibrating monitors, but um, some of these tools do not work because of the presets on the new monitors that are coming out. So, all right. Okay, next time when you look at your monitor, you might scratch your head and say, is, is this the real color? Is this the accurate color? Or the next time you take a photo with your smartphone and throw it onto your computer, take a really close look at what it looks like on your screen on your computer versus your smartphone screen and see if there's a difference in color quality. All right, as always, thanks for stopping in and hanging out for a little bit. Uh, the intro and exit music today, as always, is licensed through soundstripe.com and I've got their information linked down below in the show notes. Also, if you want to keep up with me elsewhere, you can go over to YouTube and just search for Rich Charpentier, and you'll find some of the latest tutorials and posts that I've been doing over on the YouTube channel. 
And finally, stay tuned after the end of this for our sponsor's message. Our sponsor is Flipboard.com. And it looks like we're going to be getting another new sponsor in the very near future and helping another friend to launch a very new podcast. And I'll talk about all of that in an upcoming episode. Have an awesome Tuesday. Once again, sorry for missing yesterday. <laughs>